0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. We are studying biblical prophecy in 1 Peter, and today we're looking at just one verse towards the end of 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 13, which reads, she who was at Babylon, who was likewise chosen, sends you greetings, and so does my son Mark. And we're going to focus in on that Babylon reference in 1 Peter five thirteen. Now, what's going on is at the end of 1 Peter, this epistle, um, St. Peter is basically signing off. It's very common at the end of a letter or an epistle to send a a type of greeting, and he also mentions uh, where he is and who is with him. And so Peter says, she who is at Babylon. Now, what does this mean? The literal city of Babylon and In the ancient world, Babylon was the world's first world empire. It was the largest, wealthiest, most powerful city in the ancient world. And some people, particularly as the U.S. was involved in invading Iraq and all, because modern-day Iraq is where Babylon was, I read this in one commentary, quote, when all the evidence is studied, the conclusion seems to point to Babylon being rebuilt as the capital of the world empire in the end time, unquote. Well, I must say that that comment totally and completely misses the point. In 1 Peter 5, when he mentions Babylon, that was a code name for Rome. Why wouldn't he just said those who were at Rome? Well, if you enjoyed having your head on your shoulders and not having it cut off or being fed to the lions in the Colosseum, you needed to protect yourself from imperial persecution. You're sending this epistle around by Roman mail. So it was simply a code name. And why the code name? Because Rome was also a world empire like the ancient empire of Babylon, and contrary to some Catholic um, books and courses in college and stuff, both Babylon and Rome were wicked, ruthless, greedy empires, enslaving those they were conquered and wanting to just gain their wealth for themselves. So both ancient Babylon and ancient Rome were the wealthy, dominant world empires, both foreshadowing the worldwide empire or kingdom of the Antichrist in the last days. In fact, you can even go beyond the Babylonian Empire, led by Nebuchadnezzar, built a big statue for himself, and we studied that when we studied the book of Daniel. But way back in Genesis, we find that Nimrod, it says in Genesis 10 and verse eight, he was the first on the earth to be a mighty man. That means he was probably a Nephilim tyrant for those who studied Genesis six with us. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel in the land of Shinar, and from that land, he went into Assyria, and built Nineveh. Well, the ancient Babylonian and Assyrian empires grew out of Nimrod, who was the Bible's very first precursor of the Antichrist in the end times. And so you have those four demonic world empires that we read about in Daniel Babylon, Media Persia, Greece, and Rome. And all of these world empires are outgrowths of what I call that Nimrod impulse from Genesis 10. And this is extremely important. It continues to this day. You know, that piece I read about oh, we gotta to have to rebuild you know, Iraq, the be the Babylonian Empire of the end. Time. It, it's it's missing it right in front of our eyes because, the Nimrod impulse of the Antichrist has been with us throughout human history, even today. And if you think you have to go back into the deserts of Iraq and somehow rebuild the Babylonian monuments and empire, and then the Antichrist is going to come there, well, that's missing what's in front of you. In fact, I think one of the more interesting portions of the book of Revelation is that when you get to Babylon, because Babylon is mentioned in Revelation chapter 17 and 18, and it's very, it's, it's the lead-up to the end times, this, this empire called Babylon by St. John. And St. John, like St. Peter, was not referring to Iraq. He was referring to Rome, And when John sees this, like, wow, like his eyes were uh, shown the Babylon the Great, the great harlot of Revelation 17 and 18, you know what the angel says to St. John? And St. John's a pretty perceptive guy, right? And yet the angel said to him, why marvel? What are you getting all worked up about? Why are you surprised? It's always been here. It's here now. Now, not in some rebuilt thing as a result of a mid-east invasion of Iraq or something like that. And the kingdom of the Antichrist will show up in the last days. It began with the Nimrod impulse. It moved from Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome. It goes right through human history. You're deceived if you don't think it's in our day today, and it comes then in the end times. So I'd like to ask you a question. Where is Babylon today? Okay, if I was going to write you a letter, let's say uh, I was in a situation like uh, St. Peter was, and I had to be kind of careful what I said. In other words, you would have um, some leader have a a thing of checking everybody's social media posts or whatever. So if I wrote you and referenced Babylon in my email or uh, internet post or whatever, what would be my location? Now, I'm not going to give it to you, but I will give you a quick summary that I put together of the characteristics of Babylon in Revelation 17 and 18. It's the predominant world power. Revelation chapter 17, verse 18, and the woman you saw is that great city which has dominion over the kings of the earth. And that was Rome in the first century, but it's definitely, I don't think, not the one today, but it was back then. So if Babylon is current here, it's predominant world power. Two, it charmed the nations with her wealth luxuries, and idolatry. Three, it's the premier trading empire and importer of products from merchants around the world. Lengthy descriptions of this in Revelation 17 and 18. It has access to seaports because Revelation 17 and 18 talk about conducting extensive international sea trade. It had profound influence on the culture of the rest of the world. So, so would Babylon today. It was, and is today, the prime spreader of the sexual revolution. This is from Revelation 14. And another angel, a second, followed saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She who made all nations drink the wine of her impure passion. And then she imagines herself immune from plagues or military attacks. She's special. Revelation 18, 7 says, in her heart, she says, a queen I sit. I am no widow morning I shall never see. Now there are a lot of very good folks who, in total honesty and integrity, and scholarly diligence will say, Well, that is describing Rome in seventeen and eighteen of the Book of Revelation. I say No problem. I agree. But to say that that's it, why did they use Babylon? Why didn't they say Rome? Well, they needed a code word, but also Rome was just, it was like a submarine surfacing. It never stops. It pops up in Greece. It pops up in Medi Persia. It popped up back in Nimrod. It will pop up in the end times. It's always here. But 17 and 18, those extreme preterists or those who say most of these biblical prophecies were just for the first century, you don't have to worry about any of this stuff. Three times in Revelation 17 and 18, it says, in one hour or a single day, Babylon will be destroyed. Now, the Roman Empire wasn't destroyed in one day, and it speaks in Revelation 18, starting in verse 17, it says in one hour all the wealth wealth has been laid waste, and the shipmasters and the sea fearing men stood afar off, long ways away, and see the smoke of her burning. How in the world would that happen? How could Rome be destroyed in an hour? All her wealth built up over all those years be destroyed in an hour? In an hour? In an hour? In a single hour? That wasn't ancient Rome. That's the Babylon today. And you know, some of the most difficult things to perceive isn't always the future. Sometimes the darkness enveloping the present makes spiritual perceptions, humanly speaking, impossible. And that's why Jesus said in Luke 21, in verse 36, but watch at all times— praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, I urge you to read 1 Peter 5.13, one verse, but that word Babylon, 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 it's a timeless term for precursors of the Antichrist empire, as well its final fulfillment. And then read 17 and 18 of Book of Revelation several times, and again, try to answer my question. If I'm writing you an email from someplace in the world, and I said I'm greeting you from Babylon, where am I writing from? Figure it out. Pray. Jesus didn't say just pray pray because it's a nice thing to do at the end of the chapter on biblical prophecy in Luke 21. It's because you might fail to see what's right in front of you. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 288 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.